pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour 2 Podcast. This might be college football, We are back. Uh, The second hour of the program is live, and uh, we continue with more of your calls at 855-2427-285. Let's uh, check out AC. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you, too, sir. How are you feeling? Thank you so much for taking my call. Thank you. Hey, Mr. Feinbaum, where's your boy toy, Jeff in Columbus, your CNN, BBC News, the loud mouth from Columbus? Where is he at? I haven't heard from him lately. That's right. You haven't heard from him because boys in up north, Holt, smash Ohio State, put them in a garbage can, let them up on fire. You're not going to hear from that sore loser, just like that loser Jerome, guy who calls in to bad, bad, bad. You know, this loser, they should take a hike, Mr. Feinbaum, just like that AJ that always a jerk, like Jim. Jim is an idiot, just like Legend. And Iron Man could tag along and kiss their, you know what, holla. Is there, a, is there some reason to continue taking his calls? I, I ask that. Yeah. Mike is up next in Georgia. Hey, hey Mike, good afternoon. Hey, Paul, thanks for taking my call. I'm a first-time caller, long-time show watcher. Thank you very um, much. In, in, in the stories about Terry Peasley passing, very sad news. I'm old enough to remember when he played, but it reminded me of this and just thought I'd mention it. It's not SEC news. However, uh, legendary baseball coach Mike Martin passed away today from Florida State University. And, no, uh, you're right. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because I just heard about that. Uh, he retired a couple of years ago and was the winningest coach in baseball history. Uh, went to 40 uh, NCAA tournaments, including a trip to Omaha's his final year. I mean, he, he's beyond legend. I'm glad you mentioned that. Legendary. He, I spent about 10 years in Tallahassee and I had the privilege of traveling with Coach Bowden for about five or six years to his speaking engagements, and through that met Coach Martin and just two of the nicest guys, a great gentleman. And um, Coach Martin was one of those guys, just like Coach Bowden, he didn't have to speak loudly to be heard. Just thought it was worth mentioning. You know, I'm glad you show. did, Mike. I, and, and, I mean, I, maybe this would be applicable for a lot of fields, but those old-style baseball coaches are – you, I mean, we're, we're sitting here talking about this guy, Bohannon, who literally disgraced himself in the sport. And, and then you compare and contrast that uh, with somebody like Mike Martin, uh, who was beloved. And, and you mentioned Bobby Bowden. And uh, I mean, I, I don't know if there's anybody who has who has garnered more respect in, in, in any sport than him. Absolutely. He was. He was such a gracious man, and uh, he was a winner in everything he did, but he, he was the real deal. He, uh, he stood on his principles, loved everybody, loved people, and uh, that's one of his favorite stories he used to tell as we traveled. He, he always stood first for Christ, and, and he would always say, it's, it's Christ's family football well, maybe it depends on the time of the season. It might be Christ football. <laughs> you know, Mike, time. I don't remember. Uh, I think it was Nate. His name was Steve. But I, I uh, got invited once to go to a Sunday morning, uh, and Bobby was there. Uh, I think one of it. One of his sons was a preacher, 
And Bob, I sat next to Bobby, uh, and, and, and it, was, it was really amazing to watch Bobby, watch his son. I may have the name wrong. There was Terry and Tommy, and I think it was Steve. Uh, watch, watch Bobby uh, sit in, in the pew on a Sunday morning watching his son uh, give the sermon. Absolutely. It, it was just an amazing family. Um, and, and this is just a side note. The very last trip that Coach Bowden took was to the Southern Baptist Convention in Nashville, Tennessee. As everybody who's ever heard Coach Bowden speak knows, he led Mark Rick to Christ. Right. And that particular day, Mark was doing an interview with Kevin Ezell, who's president of the North American Mission Board, and it was about Coach Bowden leading him to Christ. So we snuck Coach Bowden out onto the stage in darkness, and uh, when the when the interview was over, uh, Kevin Ezell said, if you could say anything to Coach Bowden that you would want to say, what would it be? And before Mark could speak, he said, wait a minute, let's turn the stage lights up and you tell him yourself. <laughs> Boy, what an emotional moment. And uh, that was the last trip that Coach Bowden was able to take. And what a privilege it was that is for amazing. me to be there with him. Such an amazing family. Mike, thank you for sharing that. We appreciate it. Thank you. And I didn't mean to get on Coach Bowden. No, I'm glad you really did. Uh, to, to, but I, I think he would. Yeah, thank you for mentioning uh, Coach Martin. Uh, speaking of uh, Mark Rick, I don't mean, uh, I don't remember what year this was, uh, maybe 07. I was not really a huge Mark Rick fan at Georgia, and a friend of mine who was a, a, a Baptist minister, actually it may, may have been a Methodist minister, I don't, I don't remember. Um, I don't mean to dismiss that like there's not a, there's not a difference, uh, but he was, uh, we were friends, and he said, hey, I want you to go with me uh, to hear Mark Richt. I go, okay, well, you know, what time, when is it? He said, it's 7 a.m. Uh, Monday morning. I'm going, I'm, going I'm, not getting, I'm not going to hear somebody speak at 7 a.m. in the morning. He said, you really need to do it. Uh, so I went and sat, uh, got, uh, met Richt, and, uh, and he gave one of the most dynamic uh, talks I'd ever heard. And uh, it, it completely and totally changed. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to read from a cliche book, but uh, I, I mean, I knew, I knew there was a side of him, but I, I didn't know uh, complete, I, I never really heard him uh, enunciate what our, our, our last gentleman said in relation to uh, his faith. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit talking because it seems like I've heard a number of coaches give their testimony before. Yeah. Alabama had a coach once, and, and for some reason they always tried to get me to come listen um, as a writer, uh, this one guy who got, oh, nearly got fired because he was having a relationship with his uh, assistant, let me put it that way. He got out uh, and he ended up winning the SEC. <laughs> Instead of getting fired, they gave him an extension. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he was a different man. Uh, so he invited me, or his wife, had, I, I was friends with his wife because she had def originally defended him to me, saying there's no way my husband you know, could have done what he's accused of doing. Of course he did it. But she said, she, and the, the headline was, stand by your man. <laughs> <laughs> and I've, I had a lot of friends who always said, yeah, how, how could you be that dumb to go to her house, have breakfast with her, and then write a story? I said, well, I said, never get in the way of a good story. So if she, if she believed it, that was good enough for me and, and for the newspaper I worked for. But anyway, I, then I got to hear after the coach, it came out that he had had this relationship. Then he went on the 
the church tour. So, I got, so he invited me. His wife invited me. said, you need to come here, Mike. So I went on a Sunday morning. Got fired the next year for NCAA violations. Uh, Bash is up next in Boulder. Bash, Brother Paul, thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Randy, roll tie to you, sir. Uh, Paul, I got a quick question for you that I think can answer some of these uh, earlier callers' question about when exactly you plan on retiring. Remember earlier this week I mentioned the Vanderdor, the, the Vanderbilt Commodore alum and Skip Bayless, and you were like, I didn't even know Skip Bayless was still alive. Right. So my question to you, Paul, is who do you think is going to retire first because you two are huge sports media icons who start your careers very similarly who do you think is going to retire first, you or Skip Bayless? Can I add one more? Of course. Bash, as a caller to the show. You think I'm going to retire first? Yeah, and the question is, who will retire uh, more quickly? Bash, as a caller, me or Skip Bayless? Well, I'm with this show until the day the okay. wheels fall off, Paul. So uh, you got another I, thing I suspect coming. that I will go before Skip Bayless. Because I don't think Skip Bayless wow. will ever leave, do you? No. I mean, it doesn't matter that, that I, w- I had for, and Skip used, to, I, Skip used to be, when he was a, a columnist in Dallas, he was, I told him once, he was one of my heroes, because he's, he's, he's about four or five years older than me, and, and, and as a reporter, I mean, we all wanted to be like Skip. I mean, he was making the big money and the big, the big perch covering the Cowboys, but I don't know what in the world he's gotten himself into lately. Uh, he's doing the best he can with his deal with Fox. Uh, yeah, I mean, when you when when, lose, when you lose, lose Shannon Sharp from your show and you pick up a bunch of retreads, uh, it's not good for your career. You're calling Keyshawn Johnson, someone I thought you were pretty good friends with. Uh, uh, what did you say? A retrend? A retread. Retread. Uh, that's an appropriate term considering he bashed my Denver Nuggets all last M- uh, NBA season. So. I approve that. No, I, by, by the way, I was did... not calling Keyshawn uh, a retread. I, I didn't really know Keyshawn was on his show because I have never, uh, I don't think I've, I don't want to say I've never seen it, but I don't think I've seen that show in a couple of years. I have not seen it since Shannon and... left. Well, that is a stance that many people will agree with you. Yeah, as I think, well, I think the ratings what? would support that nobody else has either. Uh, we'll take a short break and we are back with much more. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. 
now streaming on Hulu. Hey, welcome back. I appreciate all of you being with us here on a busy Thursday afternoon. This from the AJC. Georgia will sell beer at Sanford next season. What kind of beer you want, Randy? You want a bud? I'm going to have an O'Doul's. I don't need any alcohol to watch the Bulldogs play. I get enough of a high from seeing Kirby Smart coach. <laughs> Charlie is up next. Hey, Charlie. Hey. Hey there. Uh, I'd just like to comment on a few of your callers. AJ, the best three years of his life was in the seventh grade. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. I'm going to use that. If I'm and the only, you. Thing, only thing the guy's ever won, he found a golden egg in the fourth grade East egg hunt, had on short breeches and a bow tie. But, uh, and he, you know, Jim out there, a lot of folks criticize that guy, but he ain't doing a thing but baiting them up and they falling for it. You're right. And if I got in the barroom ball, I want Jim on my side because he'll uh, chew you up and spit you out. He sure would. But now I mentioned the other day that if you couldn't take it, don't bring it. And then he tries to get in a phone feud with Brenda, who was only speaking her piece. Oh, I enjoy your show, and you have a good evening. Well, thank you. Uh, very very uh, succinct and to the point. I like that. Waycross, our next stop. Swamp Dog is next. Hello, Mr. Paul. How are you doing today? Hey, doggy. Um, yeah. Yeah, great. Uh, it's an honor to be back on the show with you. Thank and you. And I'm going to try and change gears a little bit here. Uh, I'm not going to talk about the NCAA and what a mess that they are and everything. We all know that. Nobody, they're making rules up as they go along and everything. I just got a good old-fashioned football question for you and about okay. to get your opinion on That'll it. That'll be a switch. Okay, let's do that. Okay. Uh, I got three running backs. You, you remember back in the day when all the uh, coaches would say he has that rare combination of speed and power? Right. We've seen a lot of guys do it since then. But back in the old days, that was a rare thing to see, you know. And uh, I got three guys that I, I got on my list, and I'd about to see how you rank on your list. Okay. Uh, I got Earl Campbell, Ooh. Herschel Walker, and uh, Bo Jackson. How would okay. you put them in your in okay. I'm, uh I did this once before, and I'm going to tell you the story. I, I, I mean, I saw Earl Campbell play, but uh, I probably know more about the other two. I'm going Herschel first. Yeah. Bo, okay. se Bo second and, and Earl dog. Campbell third. <laughs> Uh, I once uh, said on, on, on our Saturday morning show that I thought Herschel was the best player I've ever seen. And the very next week, we happened to be in Auburn, yeah. and, and Bo was on our, our show. And he said, did you really say that about Herschel being better than me? I said, yes, sir. <laughs> and he right. said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to break you in half. <laughs> and he was serious and capable. Yeah. My, I, I'm a little yeah, fuzzy he, on Earl because I didn't really. I was still. Uh, I was not in the business. I was still in school. But I mean, I, I mean, I, I knew him I, more in the NFL than yeah, I did in college. I agree. Yeah. 
But I mean, there's one more I might add to that list that would uh, would be Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders, yeah. power too. I knew he had the speed. Oh, he was, yeah, I mean, he did it all. Yeah. How about well, Jim Brown could be thrown in. Yeah, there. I mean, Jim but Brown uh, is arguably the greatest athlete to ever play sports. I know Bo Jackson had that uh, title at times Bo too. Jackson. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it, but I, I would. I mean, I, I, I didn't see Jim Brown play, but uh, they, they say Jim right. Brown was was the best lacrosse player to ever go to Syracuse. Um, I've heard that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he. The one thing I admire the most about Jim Brown is that he's the only athlete. I think Barry Sanders might might also be in this group who left the game at his peak. Yes, he did. I yeah. mean, Barry, Barry did. He all of a sudden he just disappeared. Jim you know, walked away to be an actor. Herschel too. Something yeah, Herschel. Uh, I mean, Herschel. Herschel. He he didn't. He went to the USFL for the first five years. After college. Well, yeah, the first, first couple of years. Uh, and I, I did see him play in the well, USFL. Swamp Dog, thank you. Uh, I mean, Bo, Bo got hurt. Uh, I mean, Bo had a – Bo ended up – you know, he, he played baseball. Then he came back. I mean, Bo had stuck with baseball. People tell me he would have been among the greatest baseball players ever. I'm talking Willie Mays' Hank Aaron. He was that good, but – he couldn't resist. For those who don't remember the Bo Jackson story, he was uh, taken first in the draft uh, by the Tampa Bay Bucks, and he ended up getting very upset with them because they gave him a ride while he was uh, in college playing baseball, and he got disqualified to, for the last couple of weeks of his career at Auburn. And he decided to go play baseball. It was one of the greatest shocks of all time. And he was, he was good. He was really great, uh, but then he decided to try football again, and he 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 got hurt. I mean, he listen. He as a baseball player, he would have had an amazingly long career. As a football, as a pro football player, it, it was way too short. Thank you for the call. Rich is in Chicago. Hello, Rich. Hey, Paul. Quick question: What if like the University of Tennessee gets sanctioned, and they just straight up say, "No, we're not playing around." What is like the NCAA going to do at this point? Well, I mean, if they got sanctioned, uh, they uh, and remember, everybody's a member of the NCAA. I mean, you just can't. Uh, you're not going to say we're not we're not following. Uh, I mean, it would become a conference issue and and a school issue, and and I don't know what would happen, but uh, that would be a bad route to take. You think so? I mean. At what point are these universities just going to stand up to the NCAA and say we're not well, playing by your rules? Listen, Rich, uh, I mean, Tennessee has made a lot of uh, sounding fury this week, but right now they're on an island by themselves. Uh, I've yet to hear uh, any anyone else speak out in their support. That's probably true. No, it is true. So what happens if, like, Michigan joins in and, like, Virginia and all these other schools join in? Well, uh, they're welcome to get out of the NCAA, but right now they're still profiting from the NCAA. You think Rick Barnes would be happy if, the, if suddenly they said, well, we, we're, not, we're not eligible to play in the NCAA basketball tournament? No, probably you think not. Tony V think... would say, oh, we're, we're good. We don't need to play in the College World Series this year. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm not trying to be play. stubborn here, but there are a lot of tributaries that the NCAA has that schools benefit from. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of moving parts here. Yeah, there really are. And, and I think ultimately this is a conference decision. And, 
who did we have on yesterday? I think it was Ralph Russo who said he had uh, contacted the SEC office, but uh, they have not made a comment uh, on what uh, the, the athletic director and the chancellor at the University of Tennessee have said so far. Shane is up next. Shane, Hi, Paul. Good, hey, good afternoon, Shane. Hey, it's an honor to be on the Paul Feinbaum show. And Thank you. I just wanted to talk about the Ohio State University and all these transfers coming in. I got two questions for you, Paul. One, this Caleb Downs kid. I know you're a big SEC fan, and I just want to know, how good of a safety is he really? And two, can Ryan Day take all this money, cut all these checks, get all this talent, and build a winning culture down in Columbus? Shane, uh, I have a really interesting guest coming on here in about an hour. Uh, and I, I'm, not, I'm not one to pass the buck, but I'm gonna, I am going to pass the buck because the guy we're having on was uh, Caleb Downs' coach at Alabama. And uh, he said last spring, he said, I know none of you have seen Caleb Downs play, but he will be the best player on my, on my side of the ball. And he was right. Uh, Caleb Downs is sensational. And uh, he will make a tremendous difference uh, for Ohio State, even though they really didn't need him that badly. They have, they have, they're, they're in really good shape at that position. But uh, I, I, think, I think Ryan Day has it figured out. Uh, he, lost one, he, he lost one regular season game last year and the year before. He just couldn't beat Michigan. We'll take a short break. Back with much more. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. How about this? Women's basketball tonight. Tennessee on the road against Georgia. Back to the phones, and Bubba is up next. What's shaking, Randy? Paul, hey, how long? You, how much longer do you think Kelly Harper's gonna make it? Seriously, Paul. Uh, I mean, are you? Are you, What do you do? You think I have the answer to questions like that? No, but you, but but but. You got a good idea. Well, I, I, I think it would. Uh, I mean, I think she. I mean, I think. I think we're about to enter a very important time for all, all coaches. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And uh, for all the butt hurt South Carolina basketball fans, I wasn't taking anything away from their basket. South Carolina's playing really good basketball right now. Wow. Yeah, that was but, something. Uh, last you watch. You watch. You watch the ball game. Tennessee played about as poor as I've seen them play in a long time. And uh, like I said, I'm not knocking the Gamecocks. They've got a really good basketball team, and they deserve to win that game. But uh, this this uh, Tennessee scandal, basically, it's what it's boiled down to. It, it ain't been long ago. I remember the players. They were all in an uproar about getting like five or six hundred bucks to get on EA Sports video game with their NIL deal, you know. And a lot of them were turning it down, said it wasn't enough money. Then the University of Texas just basically threw it out there that they were going to pay offensive linemen seventy thousand dollars a year NIL to come and play on the offensive line at Texas. This it, it, this doesn't stop with Tennessee. This is just the beginning, and I don't think that the NCAA has the backbone, the resources, or the depth to pursue this at the level it's going to have to be pursued. Basically, Jim Harbaugh re-recruited his whole team from last year with NIL money to come back. 
you know. So how far did they go, Paul? Well, listen, uh, I mean, the, everyone says the same thing, but uh, we're, at a, we're at an impasse here, and Tennessee has just decided to be uh, hyper-aggressive. And I don't, I, I don't, I mean, one, the one thing I don't even know yet, uh, Bubba, maybe you do, is what exactly are they saying they didn't do that they did? Oh, exactly. And, I mean, the wheels have already came off the bus. And now the NCAA wants to drag the bus backwards down the road. They don't have a big enough truck to do that, Paul. And the bus is stuck in the road with the wheels off of it. It is, at this point, every major college in the country is doing what they're doing. They're all doing it. Some of them just have more money to spend than others. So unless you just want to eradicate Power 5 football at some point, you know, they need to back up. Somebody somebody with some sense needs to get a hold of this situation, you know. And it, I think it's going to come down to the, the commissioners of the conferences. They're yeah, no, I, I think you're right. And, and I, I think everybody, you know, in fairness to Commissioner Sankey, uh, the, the athletic directors have been meeting this week, so – there, there's a lot going on, but, but I fully expect we'll hear from him, uh, and I, I look forward to that. Thank you. Brian is up next in Oklahoma. Hey, hello, Brian. Uh, yes, sir. I've enjoyed your show for years, and I can't believe I'm talking to you. It's awesome to be on with you. Thank you very much. Yeah, we're uh, we're totally excited about coming to the SEC, and you know I've been a Sooner fan for years. Matter of fact, my neighbor across the street played for him in the '60s, and. Uh, you know, I enjoy your conference a lot. Thank it's you. the best conference going, so we're thrilled to be a part of it. Uh, my question, actually, one comment, one question. Uh, I think OU's in a lot better situation now since things didn't turn quite so well for Lincoln Riley leaving. And then, you know, we've rebounded by losing Caleb Williams. And we've got Jackson Arnold and, you know, a good, decent coach and Brent Venables that's doing it the right way. And uh, I was just wondering how you thought OU would fare this next year in the SEC. Do you think they could possibly be like a top five team? Yeah, I, I, by the way, uh, Brian, I, I can't tell you how excited all of us are uh, that OU is coming in. And uh, I don't do the scheduling around here, but I can tell you we will, we will be in Norman before the season starts uh, with this program. And we're really fired up to get to know. Uh, I've been there for games, but, but uh, we have not been there lately. So uh, we are going to uh, really go all out in welcoming uh, Oklahoma to the SEC. Uh, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because I just got through listing four or five schools including Texas, but, uh, but I'm, I'm a little fuzzy on OU. And I, I think they are right in that, in that realm of after uh, maybe uh, the top two teams. I mean, they're probably in a group of four or five. And uh, they have a, you know, I like the fact they have Alabama uh, out there. And that's, that's yeah. a, uh, I, think, I think it's just a matter of how they navigate a couple of games. And uh, it's a tricky schedule, but you don't have to be perfect. You, you need... You probably need a minimum of nine and three to be in the playoff consideration. And mm -hmm. I think OU is capable of doing that. Yes, sir. I agree with you. Uh, one other thing, if you get a chance, I went to the Red River, Red River rivalry this yeah. last year for the very first time. Man, what a game that was. And if you guys get fun. a chance to come to that, that would be awesome. Yeah. Hey, uh, Brian, I had the uh, – 
either misfortune or fortune, uh, I'll tell you a quick story. We, we did our show this year in, uh, in Athens on the day of that game. Uh, Georgia yes, was playing. So I, in, I, ha I was supposed to fly back, but it, it's convoluted from Athens. And one of my uh, producers was uh, Randy Heritage, was, uh, uh, is, an OU, is an OU person. So I, I decided to drive back with him because it was, it was actually going to be shorter driving than it would be flying. And guess what? Uh, I, I'm probably going to have him lose his license. But you know what he did the entire ride back? What's he watched that? the OU Texas game on his phone as he was driving. <laughs> and at the moment, uh -huh. uh, we were just getting off the interstate. Uh, and what's that interstate out there? 485? 485. B busy interstate. As yeah. the as the winning was, I'm trying to remember. Was, was did Oklahoma score at the end, or did they keep Texas from scoring? I can't remember which one it was. No, OU, OU scored at the end okay. with a touchdown and, in the corner. And yeah. I mean, all of a sudden, I I was actually watching the LSU Missouri game on my phone um, because it was a really wild game, and LSU came from behind. And I mean, all of a sudden, like Randy just like slams slams his hand into me, and jumping. I mean, I'm like, are we going to run off the road because OU just beat Texas? Huh. Anyway, I didn't mean to throw, throw Randy under the bus. He'll probably never give me a ride again. But uh, I, I kept up with that game pretty closely. Thank you very much. It was, for, it was you know Randy, don't you? Yeah. OU fan. We have about three or four OU people around this place. I don't know how they got here. I have no idea. Who I don't know. Elliot is in Ohio. Thanks for taking my call. You can tell AJ about this loudmouth from Ohio State that some of us got jobs in tax season, Paul. I'm doing the taxes. Are you, are you, are you a tax you know, person? I, call him. I didn't know you were a, a tax a, guy. All deep in the numbers, Paul. I'm deep in the numbers. And the so, numbers so, say, okay, but Elliot, I mean, it's, it's, year, it's, it's February 1st. How busy could you be? My brother just ended last night. So okay. I'm back on the phones for you okay. as a result. So, but here's the deal. Here's, we don't have to call in because... Tennessee is taking the heat for us. They're just going to fight the fight for us. But I can tell you what, Paul, they come to any other places, it's going to be just like Tennessee. Ohio has already spoken in their legislature. They come after Ohio, Attorney General is going to do the exact same thing. They're not going to let that stuff go down. Come on. Come on. Caleb Downs is not here for the money. He's here for the shoe. He's here for Brutus Buckeye. Yeah. He's here for the tradition, Paul. He's already said that. He's drinking hey, hey, Ellie, if you see, uh, if you see Caleb's dad around town, tell him hello for me. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I, I, here's what I wish for, Elliot. I wish that one day I will work long enough and hard enough and make enough money that I can, I can afford the same type of pad that Caleb Downs has right now. You know that. And what, what, this AJ guy, is he really Larry David? Because I think that's Larry David's Steinbrenner voice that I hear every time he calls in. What's with that? Has Larry David got nothing else to do but call into your show. And Larry David is a, uh, you know, Larry David is a big sports fan. And uh, he, he is a, a uh, Larry he is a, when he's not in. shooting curb, uh, he is a regular caller to the show. Here's the, the million dollar question. It's almost retirement time for you, Paul. Is Are you going to do like the, like Jerry sign or like the, uh, the, Jerry Springer show where Randy gets his own show right after you. Is it going to be all about Randy? What's like, that show going to be called? <laughs> it, is, uh, it is being announced tomorrow that starting oh, okay. April, April 15th. Randy. Randy will be sitting right here, and I will, uh, I'll be taking uh, an executive role on the show. The senior, I'll be the senior correspondent. There you go. 
you could be like, yeah, just like Saban's doing, a little advisor, yeah, a little advisor just, role. Exactly. Uh, I'll, I'll, my office will be right down the hall from yours, Randy, and I want you to ask me. I want you to. I want. I want to. I want you, I'm going to give you something every single day uh, that will help you. Uh, we'll take a short break, and we are coming right back. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. And welcome back to our program. More on the uh, shocking uh, death today of Terry Beasley, the uh, great Auburn player from the 70s. So we'll talk more about that in just a moment. We have a, a Kevin Steele, first conversation we've had with him since he announced his retirement subsequent to Nick Saban's. Let's uh, get back to the calls. And Buddy is up next in Kentucky. Uh, hello, Buddy. Hello, Paul. Uh, first time caller. But you had mentioned earlier this afternoon about a particular uh, color commentator for football that you thought was excellent and uh, superb, et cetera. But I don't think he could hold a candle to Larry Munson from UGA. That's where I went to college. And he was the most comical and most uh, 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 sometimes uh, just uh, hilarious. Uh, commentator that I remember when uh, Herschel Walker, his first game, scored his third touchdown, and uh, uh, it was against Tennessee, the first game of the year, and uh, Larry Munson said, my God, a freshman. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the next year hey, after, uh, buddy, uh, you don't need to sell me on it. To... Larry's the best, uh, the best of all time. I totally agree. And uh, uh, yes, and then the other was when he just said the whole hundred yards, Lindsey Scott, Lindsey Scott, right. Lindsey Scott. That's all he said. <laughs> no, uh, I mean there may have been better uh, broadcasters from a structural standpoint, but I don't care about that since uh, Larry was the most entertaining. Uh, and and yeah. by the way, buddy, uh, you know a lot of a lot of broadcasters are what you would call just flat out homers. Larry, when, I mean, Larry was such a dog fan. When they weren't playing well, he was angry. You could hear it. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That, that, that too. <laughs> he, was, but, he, was, he was one but, of a but, kind. But, uh, I, mean, there, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to – I mean, there's so many great announcers. Every school has, has theirs, but there will never be another Larry Munson. That's, that's a cliche, I, but it's I, also I accurate. I agree with that. No one to match. No. Uh, what, I would get, what, I would, what I would give to just – Let's know, Larry. Can we bring Larry back for one more call? Yes, <laughs> but uh, one would never be enough. <laughs> uh, no, you're right. Uh, I mean, he. I used to uh, have a Saturday night show on on uh, local TV. It was at ten thirty, and uh, that was probably. I mean, it was kind of a pain, uh, but it was uh, the most enjoyable part was listening to a, a Georgia game on the way there and back. Because, uh, I mean, Larry, you could Larry could keep you company for hours. Let's check in next with David, who is in Kentucky. Hello, David. Hey, Paul. It's great to get through. Thank you. Thank you very much. My question relative to um, the Tennessee allegations in the NCAA, unless I've missed something, I've not heard anybody say specifically what the allegations are. I mean, other than it's NIO-related, I'm somewhat aware of the um, antitrust uh litigation that went through but i hear all these people defending 
Tennessee. And I don't know whether they did anything or not, which is kind of my whole point. Maybe I've just missed something, but it's my understanding that um, the antitrust litigation does not absolve the rules, that there are still parameters relative to NIL. So maybe I just maybe I just no no you're right and by the way nobody's talking about that because we really don't know for sure but uh, one report the New York Times said that uh, it involved a plane ride in in a private plane from California to Knoxville for Nico Iamalevia the uh, quarterback uh, starting quarterback for this next year so I, I think. It clearly revolves around him. And by the way, uh, when the story came out two years ago that he was getting, what, 15 million? I can't remember what the number was. I mean, it it got everybody's attention in college sports. Yes, and I guess that's my whole point is, and again, I don't know. I know it's all murky water. It it all is. But everyone is just blindly um, refuting everything in the name of MIL. Yeah, I mean, I really, again, I, I, I thought the chancellor's, statement the other day was uh, a preemptive strike. I, I don't know what the uh, athletic director accomplished today by essentially saying the same thing. Uh, but if that's what they want to do, then uh, they're entitled to it. They're, they're getting a lot of support. It's obviously uh, you know, appealing to the local mentality, and, 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 and most fans agree with them. But the, the people that really matter the most uh, have not chimed in yet. And uh, that is what I'm most interested in hearing. A quick break, much more to come in the next two hours. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. 